0: The Gemara Masechta Yevamot and B'fudal Raman Aleph, teaches us Tashma. The Brice teaches us Afbish Elu Eisrim. Even though Beis Hillel's opinion is that Etsaros Erva is also for Yibum, VeElu, and the opinion of Beis is the Matirim that Etsaros Erva that is motor for Yibum. Bei Nimnu Beis Shammai Melin Nasi Noshim Beishamai beisol had no issue in intermarrying. be So the Gemara makes its point. If we're going to say that even though beishamai disagreed with beisol, they still had no, they still did not foul their own opinion. It's understandable why They did not have a problem in intermarrying. Eli Amrit also, if we're going to say that not only did B'Shamayi disagree with B'Shalom, but they acted on their opinion, how could loy nimnu, how could they intermarry? And the Gemara explains its question. B'Shalomah, B'Sham, B'Shalom, loy nimnu. To understand why B'Shamayi did not have a problem marrying women from B'Shalom, what's the concern? That according to B'Shamayi, the Tzarus Erva is obligated in yibum. She's a shameris Yavam who did not have yibum, And therefore, she's like a Chayv Elavin if she marries another man. And the is that the child of a Chayv Elavin is not a Mamzer. So that's why these children, according to base Shammai, are not such a major issue. Ella, Beishamai, hill. why did they not refrain from marrying women from Beishamai? Milo Nimnu, If, according to Beishamai, a Tsarist Erva is not obligated in Yibam, so she remains in the category of an Isseret ach. And an iser ach is a chayvik crisis, and the children of such a marriage will be mamzerim. V'chitaymo. And if you want to respond, Kesavi be'shol the a mamzer mechayvik crisis, that it is the opinion of beis hello that chayvik crises don't create a issue of mamzer. Asking my that isn't true because ha'omer b'loza apish naku be'shamay be'shol even though they disagree about the status of a tsur erva they both are in agreement erva that someone who carries a Issa erva for which there's a chiv karis does create a mamza isn't this a compelling proof that loy asu that be did not act on their opinion Says my it's not a compelling proof. the osu, they acted according to their own opinion. I, how could these people intermarry? The they notified be would notify notified be if there was a disagreement. And there's a very very and we have the same gemara the next gemara by tum of tahara. That the Gemara says the modal who parses, and the Gemara says it another time later as well. But there's a very fundamental machloket rishonim, ritva and Miiri, how to learn shot in Gemara that has a very that has that very significant halachic ramifications. The, R, the Ritva learns the Ritva learns shot in the Gemara that what happened over here was that Base Hillel did not need to ask a Beishamai, even if there if there's an issue with the women that they want to marry because base Hill could rely that if Beishamai the Be knew base Hill's opinion and if Beisha, and Beis Hill, and if Shammai knew that this was an issue they would never Allow the marriage to take place. That's the way the Ritzvah learns. The Me'iri learns different shot. The Me'iri learns that it was the obligation of Beishamai to ask, it was the obligation of Beish Hill before any such situation came up to ask Beisham, Beishamai. This woman that this woman that we want to bring into our family, is there an issue with her yihis or not? So in other words, we have a very fundamental machlikis reinem. Is it the obligation of the person who holds that something is usr to ask? Or is it the obligation of the person to who to the obligation of the person who holds that it's mutter to tell the person that's usr that it's usr. and as I saw the achroinim say, really what is the question revolve around, it really revolves around a fundamental machroikis achroinim in the isra of Lufnei Iva Leisitei is dear an isra of Lufne Sita That if I hold something is Mutter, but somebody else holds that it's User, is that a situation of Lufne Sita Or if I hold it's Mutter, so me giving it to you, I'm not doing anything wrong, because I hold that there's nothing wrong with this, and there is no Lufne Sita under these circumstances. It's actually Machlaikis Achronim the opinion of Rebbe Kiva Eger is that if I hold something as mutter, it's not when I give it to you, even though you hold its usr. whereas the chadash disagrees with Rebbe Eger, and the chadash says that if I hold some, even if I hold something as mutter, but you hold its usr, and I know you hold its usr, then I should not be giving it to you, and by giving it to you, there is an issue of Lifnei Iver Le Siti I do have to say that I saw that there are chroinim that suggest, because as we're going to now begin discussing, the question is, what is the level of obligation one has to notify someone else about the status of something that he thinks is mutter and the other person is Asr? most notably, as we're going to discuss, this would come up if you're giving somebody to eat, you hold something may be eaten, he holds it may not be eaten, may you, the, who has the responsibility, and what it, And what is the responsibility to make sure, who has the responsibility to make sure that a person isn't eating something that he thinks he's not allowed to eat. But I did see that there are mfarshim that suggest that our Gemara is not necessarily a raya. Because, as the Gemara says, and we discussed it in the previous year, that the Gemara says regarding the relationship of Beishamai and they had a special relationship. Uh, as the Gemara quotes the ahavu. so it could well be that everybody would agree that it's never the responsibility of the person who holds that it's usr, who holds that it's mutter, to tell the person who holds that it's usr that this situation is usr according to you. I and Al Gemara, the Gemara says the who the Bashamay would inform Basal. The Gemara itself says that Baishamah and Be-salut had an entirely different type of relationship of Adul the And that's why Bey went out of their way to notify Basil of the status that they held was mutter, but maybe be but maybe Beis-Hilu held its usr. But it could be that everybody would agree that it is not the obligation, that everybody would agree that it is not the obligation of somebody who holds its os- mutter to tell somebody mm-hmm. that it holds that its usar, it's usr. So indeed, the zaruah says. That if someone is invited to someone else's home, where the host is makel in a certain situation, and the guest is machmer, the rule says it is the host's responsibility to refrain from serving his guest foods that the guest generally abstains from, or at least he has to inform the guest that he's serving such food, and the guest. Could rely on the host's responsibility to inform, and even though the guest is more mahmur than the host, he is permitted. He is permitted to partake of the host's food without inquiring about the food. The Meiri says that this halacha only applies if the host is muqsik, bekashus that he's known as a reliable and conscientious individual. An ordinary person, under normal circumstances, says the Miri, the guest must ask the host about the food that is being served, and he may not assume that the host will inform him of any questionable foods without being asked. And Darzarua's raya is our Gemara, but as we said, does a Rishonim. Exactly what happened in our Gemara was it Shamai on its own initiative who told Beishelil or was it Beishelil that asked Beis Shamai? So this issue is actually an issue that's discussed in Yerudea in Simon Kuf Yotes Sif Zion and although this specific issue is discussed in the Ramah at the end of the Sif and by the Shach has a long discussion regarding the subject as well at that point which we will of course get to I believe it's worthwhile to learn the entire piece of Shulchan Aruch, because it speaks to issues that are certainly very, very relevant la halacha Perhaps more so even in the world that we live in, and we begin with the Shulchan Aruch. It says in the Shulchan Aruch, "Mishum a foursom be'achad ba'averus Somebody is known to be an individual who, do, who isn't who is does one of the Averis and the tyra, chutzma v'ad zara v'chil shabbos v'feresia, except for v'ad zara or chil shabbos v'feresia or is a person that doesn't believe in the words of Chazal, those, those pers- people are a whole different category, says the Shulchan Aruch. Such an individual, says the Shulchan Aruch, is nemon, is trustworthy, he can be trusted regarding others soon. And as the Shach points out, When the Shulchan Aruch says here he's neman. He's neman that you could eat in this person's home or you could buy food from him because even though he's a mummer and he doesn't follow one of the rules of the Torah except for the rules that are very specified, says says the Shach, that doesn't mean that he's completely... Excluded. However, the Aruch HaShokhan points out that this rule is only for is- that a person who is seen, that he violates Isurim. What is his status? And the Shulchan is saying that he's trustworthy. Says the Aruch HaShulchan, only he's trustworthy for Isurim that are more serious than the iser that he violates. But his that are less serious than the iser that he violates, he cannot be trusted for. Because if he's not careful about this more serious iser, we certainly need to be concerned that he's not serious about less serious or equal in status is as well. The shulchanar continued in saying that Avayda Zarah and that Avodah zara is different than everything else. If Samarichas shalom is an Avodah is concerned that he's like an Avodah Zarah, we can't trust him at all. Of course, we don't have actual Avodah Zarah, but I did see that the Daki Tshuva here in Sif, lam, Laman, Aleph, discusses a very interesting Shiloh that came up he discusses a situation where someone terrible tragedy befell this individual he had a son and a daughter he was a butcher and he was a son he had a son and a daughter and suddenly his son and daughter passed away and obviously he was extremely distraught and in his depression he said some very inappropriate things against Hashem. And the question is, what is this butcher's status? So he says that even though there's an argument to be made that such a person is not trustworthy, given what we just learned here in the Shulchan Aruch, that he should be maybe in the category of an Zara. He says that given it was such a terrible situation, and the person in such a situation cannot be harshly judged. He should not be completely removed from his position. What he says is that he should be removed from the position for a month. He should learn his lesson, but he should not be completely removed from his position. Furthermore, somebody who is a mumer he, he doesn't do it because he has any specific enjoyment from doing the Aveira. He just is a says, Even by one Aveira, such a person is considered a Mumal Furthermore, the Pichadash here says, that even though the Shulchan Aruch is differentiating between Avadazara and chilashavish Shavosh versus everything else, the Shulchan Aruch over here says that the Pri says that if you have someone who is a mumla for most mitzvahs of the Torah, such an individual is considered a mumer. Is considered a Moomer, and we can't trust him under any circumstances. The next issue was chil shav's So the some and divrei Malkiel both say that a Mechal Faresya includes someone who keeps his store open, keeps his business open on Shabbos. Meaning, even though he doesn't enter his place of business on Shabbos, but the fact that he keeps it open on Shabbos already makes him to Mechal Shazmer Faresya. There's also a discussion by the paiskim what makes a person, what is considered a Mechal Shazmer Faresya And it seems that as soon as it's known to ten Jews, that doesn't meaning that even if they didn't see him do the esur, they just know that he's mechal shabbos. That's already considered a mechal shabbos before um, However, there are those the zakech shuva quotes that want to differentiate between a melacha de raisa and a melacha de Rabbonon, and want to suggest that to be considered Mechal Shabbos if he's Mechal Shabbos by the Rabbonon, has a higher threshold than by Mechal Shabbos the to be considered a Faresia. The Paiskim can also indicate that it's not only if somebody's is Mechal Shabbos the same applies if he's Mechal Yom Kippur by The Daki Tshuva in Sifkotin Lamed Ahayi continues in explaining that if someone we don't know that he was Michal Shabbos the entire way we know he was Michal Shabbos is because of his own admission but there aren't people that saw or know without his own admission that he is a Michal Shabbos it may be a different status the Shulchan Aruch continues saying that somebody is not doesn't believe in divrei chazal, such a person is not trustworthy. And furthermore, anybody who is an apicyrus, obviously is not; it tr- cannot be trustworthy. Continues the Shulchan Aruch, teaching us but when it comes to other people's items. Neman afila dover, He could be trusted even regarding the things that he isn't trustworthy. He could say that it's mutter. And as the Mufarshim explained what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. Let's say someone doesn't eat kosher food. However, he works in a store where kosher food is sold, and he says that this food is kosher. We could trust him, because only when it's his own food or it's his own store does he not have namanus. But he has namanus regarding others, and the reason is because there's a chazaka. This is the way the Ramam explains. Chazaka ain't adam khayti. We could trust that a person is not going to sin that other people should have benefit. However, therefore, say the Paiskim, that even if the food, given our example, doesn't belong to him, however, by saying it's kosher when it's really not, he has something to gain. For example, his employer, will give him a bonus, his employer will keep him in his job, that individual, even though he's not, he would not ever be trustworthy. Furthermore, that even even though this is the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, the Raivet disagrees and says that a person who's not trustworthy about a matter cannot be trusted even if he's not speaking about his own situation. And so indeed, Paskin like derived the Oroch HaShulchan and the Chachmus odom Furthermore, I saw that the Daki says this Kula that the Shulchan is suggesting that a person who, even though he's not trustworthy, can be trusted regarding this matter, it's only in a situation where we have no option. Meaning, if the meat is kosher, it's kosher. If the meat is not kosher, it's not kosher. If the wine is kosher, it's kosher. If it's not kosher, it's not kosher. So there, we could trust him. There, there's a concern. Should we or should we not trust him? However, explain the Paiskin. Let's say I'm buying fruits or vegetables in Etzisrael, where there's a chiv and Trumis and maistris. And this person is not trustworthy. So when I buy the fruits and vegetables, I always have the option of taking off my own trumis and maistris. There, I should never rely on a person who doesn't keep this mitzvah himself.